Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Turn in your Bibles with me to Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. He says, In the third year of the reign of Jachin, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried away into the land of Shira, into the house of his own God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpazaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. The king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacy and of the wine which he drank in three years of training for them, so that at the end of the time they might serve before the king. Verse 8. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Verse 18, now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them. Among them, none of them was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Misha, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his reign. So Daniel continued unto the first year of King Cyrus. The title of my message this morning is Favorable Access Even in a Hostile World. Favorable Access. When God begins to fight your case, God begins to do stuff that you didn't even know, payback you didn't expect. My prayer for you is, if you are still waiting for your full manifestation of favorable access, may you receive it in Jesus' name. I pray it will not pass you by. Amen. Amen. Now, Revelation 3.8, we broke it down into five key words at the beginning of the year. Because that scripture says, I know your works. And we said, your works represent service. Remember that. Now, I want to just introduce five more words. These are five words that also say the same thing, really. I know your works. That is service. But that, for that service, you can put a slash, offering. Because our service is an offering unto the Lord. Our life is an offering unto the Lord. The way we do things is an offering unto the Lord. That's why we don't serve God anyhow. If we are singing, we are offering praises unto God. That's works. I know your works, so I know your offering. He says, see, I have set before you an open door. We said that is a stage. So on. So for each of those, I want to just give us another word. For service, we have offering. For stage, we have opportunity. He said, behold, I set before you an opportunity. And no one can short it. 
We said that was secure. I put in overcomer. He said, for you have little strength, but you kept my word. We said, that is steadfast. For that, I put observed. You observed my word. You kept my word. And you have not denied my name. Remain obedient. So we have offering, opportunity, overcomer, observed, and obedience. Now, these five words kind of sum up the things we are going to see about the life of Daniel. When we read the book of Daniel. This book of Daniel is one of the most powerful stories and record of miraculous encounters in the Bible. Most of the things which you talk about uh, that happen in this book, there are things that blow anybody's mind. People being in fire. People walking into lion's den. People being able to confront powers that be. So one of the most powerful records of miraculous encounters and also prophetic encounters in the Bible. That's what this book represents, the book of Daniel. But the amazing thing is, it actually started with a gloomy beginning. The beginning of the story is not a very good one. It's not like a sad note. What do you mean? Because Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had besieged Jerusalem, which them off as captives into a foreign land. What we are saying is that families were separated. What we are saying is that businesses were disrupted. The Bible said that every one of them, they were taken away into the place they didn't expect. It was a foreign land. That people might be wondering, what am I doing here? How did I get here? Sometimes it's not just about a country. Sometimes it's about even not safe even in your own environment. Maybe one moment you had access. The other moment now you are on the outside. Maybe sometimes something occurred that you didn't even plan. But the story here is it didn't start very cool for the people we're about to encounter. And one of these people is Daniel. Daniel and his teenage friends. Now he had thought that he had everything because he was of a royal background. Remember later on the king would ask for such people to be brought to him. That's how we knew. He was of a royal background. He had thought that, well, this is how things will go on in his life. But everything changed. Sometimes you can even say, well, maybe it's something I did that led to that. There are people who thought I was happily married. And then the thing just changed all of a sudden. There are people who thought, well, I had a good career. And then policy changed and my job was deleted. The year may have started in a particular way you didn't expect it. Or a particular thing may have occurred, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing because we are in a season of new beginnings. And I believe that no matter what has been the narrative up to this point, God is ready to change it. If you will believe God, that God can write a new story. Sometimes things occur that you didn't plan. But I came to tell somebody here that no matter what the hostility which you face, God is saying to you, you can still have a favorable asset. Can I have an amen? amen? So the first thing is, let's look at the situation as it is right now. During the period of moving them from Jerusalem to Babylon, not everybody will have made the journey. There will have been people who said, no, I am not going. No, you cannot approach me. And they were fighting because, don't forget, it wasn't just, okay, uh, all the people I mentioned this, in this list fought to this line. No, people were being weak. There were people fighting. There was some kind of war. People were shooting stuff. So some people did not make the journey. You have to, first of all, begin your journey by thanking God that you made it. You must thank God that at least I am still alive. There are times that because some people were taken into a, a particular place they didn't expect and they, they are feeling that, well, my life is over. Some commit suicide in the process. Some feel that, well, because my husband left me, my wife left me, my parents left me, they could not stand to face tomorrow. 
But this morning, I thank God that you are hearing me. And I want to begin by thanking God that we made it this far. So that's the first thing I want to stress. That Daniel and his friends made it this far. Now, they might not understand what is behind tomorrow, but there is a God who is behind every day. The Bible tells us that in all things we should give thanks, but it is the will of the Lord concerning us. Now, it might not look like that, but one thing that is certain is God is behind all these things. If you are a child of God, nothing happens to you by chance. Now, what do you mean by that? You mean that even if I come in and say, no, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that if you are in the hand of God and you trust God for your outcomes, even your mistake, when you commit it to the hands of God, there are punishments for actions. Don't doubt that. But what I'm trying to say to you right now is that there is no way, no situation is too hot that God will abandon you into it. Our God is a God that there's nothing that can stop him from getting to you. Nothing can be too tight. Nothing can be too close. Nothing can be too hot that God cannot get there. If you call upon God, he will deliver you. God is able to turn things around. I said that if you call upon God, he will turn things around for you. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you blew your chance in the last job. But if you say, God, I messed up. I messed up my fear. I messed up my opportunity. I had access. I, I lost it. But Lord, have mercy on me. I, I return and I come back. God is able to change all things. Because he's a God of restoration. The Bible said in 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9. He said, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the whole earth. To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. There is nowhere you are that God cannot reach you. His eyes run to and fro. Who can I help? Who is looking for my assistance? This morning, are you saying I'm looking for your help? That's what God can do. In Romans 8, 28, the Bible says, we know. He said, we know. Now, question, did you know? He said, and we know that all things work together. See that? All things. All things means all things. It work together for good. For those who love God, question is, do you love God? Who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. So the second thing I want to quickly talk about, besides thanking God that I made it, is very important also, is to Daniel and his friends, they found themselves in a situation where the system required of them a change of name and a change of diet. Sometimes, you find yourself in an environment that places a demand or a change that you were not prepared for. The system required of them a change of name and a change of diet. And in fact, now they had to take the delicacies from the king's table. Let's look at the change of name. These folks came in here with a good name. They had a good name as far as they were concerned. But the system had a name planned for them. And in Daniel's case, his name means God is my judge. But the system said, well, we are giving you a new name according to our own culture. And that name is your Prince of Bel. That's the name he was given, Belshazzar. Now, I want to talk about that because many times you have to understand that there are certain things which you fight that is not necessary. Some of the things you're going to discover about these young men is that they knew how to pick their fights. There are some things that will begin to fight in your growing up that does not show maturity. If you're a person that God will use, that God will really walk with you far, that God can trust you, you must know that you cannot be fighting on everything. There are some things that must just let be. Maturity and honoring the grace on your life also will require of you to look at some things and just to ignore them. Jesus Christ was called Hosanna one moment. 
The same people who called him Hosanna turned around and called him some other names. Some people say, well, he's a teacher. Some say, no, he's a fake prophet. Some call him. You must understand that when you deal with people, they will give you names. And as you are working with God, you have to understand that one of the easiest ways by which you can be derailed from your journey is when you begin to answer into what men call you. So Jesus Christ asked his disciples, he said, who do men call me? Who do men say I am? Because he knew that men will always have an opinion. You must understand that men will have an opinion about you. About how you are as a wife. About how you are as a husband. About how you are as a leader. As a pastor. As whatever you are. As a servant. As a master. As the owner of your business. People will have names they will call you. These are the things that which as you are working with God it will begin very very clear to you. You must understand that what matters most is what you call yourself and what God has called you. Fighting over what people call you. What impression or what reputation or what kind of impression they have formed of you actually will derail you. You must learn to focus on the things that God has called you for. The chief eunuchs gave them names. To Daniel, he gave Beshazzar. To Haniah, he gave uh, Shadrach. To Mishael, he gave uh, Meshach. And to Azariah, he gave Abednego. These names mean different things. But as the people of God, these teenagers focused on the thing that mattered most. At the end of the day, they were not defined by those names. But then, it wasn't just the name that they changed. Then they also said they have to change their diet. And on that one, in changing the delicacies of the king's table, at this point, Daniel felt that we need to draw on the grace that was on the inside of them. Every one of us must know we carry a grace on the inside. He placed his request respectfully. Now, please note this. Let's look at the things they were asked to eat, the king's delicacy. They were given the king's delicacy. It wasn't, it wasn't that they were asked to eat something that was poisonous. This is the same food that the king was eating. This was the same drink the king was drinking. This is supposed to be royal. I don't know whether you've been to a royal banquet. It does not look like something you can ignore. The table will be set with the best of the best dishes. And everything is glittering. And all kinds of wine on earth will be present. Do you understand this now? So somebody might have said, so what is wrong in what they were asked to eat? And I must say this to you, that it's because of the kind of hand upon the life of Daniel. Because this is not a thing which you find as constant. I just need to draw this line. Sometimes we just assume that, oh, the king delicacy meant poison. But what is important, why this was stated is the grace that was upon his life. Many times, the Bible said Daniel proposed in his heart. He proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. The, the key point there is to defile himself. What appears as defiling himself for one person, is not defiling himself for another person. The emphasis is to defile himself because of the grace that he carried, because of the destiny ahead of him. You must understand that your vessel is a vessel of the Lord. But here is the issue, which is my second thanksgiving in the life of Daniel. It wasn't just because he proposed in himself and he carried through. It was the fact that actually was able to carry through. Many people, every one of us know the wrong thing not to do. But do we keep to those things that we should not do? That's the issue here. He proposed in his heart. I'm talking to single people here. And to marry couples too. 
You said to yourself, when I get into that relationship this time around, I'm just going to stray straight. I'm just going to honor God. It is a good thing to purpose in your heart not to do the bad thing. But my question is, do you follow through? The thanksgiving here is that you have the grace to pull through your act of faith. Many, many times we've decided that we are going to stand for God. We have decided that we are going to be honest for God. I'm just going to join that department. I'm just going to serve in that department. But the very thing, you lose the temper. So in the story, we found out that this young man, Daniel, he proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. But what I'm trying to say to us is many of us have found ourselves in a position where we say we will not defile ourselves. And that's what we have just found ourselves doing. Taking a decision is one thing, but following through is another. In a hostile world, you must understand it begins with taking a decision. Beyond that is to completely rely on the grace of God to be able to follow it through. The Bible tells us that in Philippians 2 verse 13, it says, for it is God who works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. My prayer for you today is that our action will always please the Lord. When you read this story, I want you to be able to put yourself there as a teenage guy that found himself in an environment that feels so intimidating, so enticing, and everything was made free for him. It was really provided free for him. But now let me tell you what is dangerous about it. The moment you propose in your mind that you will not defile yourself, God gives you the opportunity because that is a stage set. God gives you the opportunity to make him to shine. Are you getting my point now? This is really the power behind your decision. You are saying to God, I do not want to defile myself. And like I told us, the key word is really the defining himself. He does not want to defile himself. It's not, that the, it's not just about the food. How do I know? Because Paul later on told us, if you bless any food, you can eat it. Do you get the point now? He said, I don't want to defile myself. So if you make up your mind, you want your vessel to please God, to use you as to glorify God, the moment you take that decision, you are stepping onto the stage. And God will give you opportunity to shine. Now, don't, don't forget the goal. Don't forget the prize at the end of the exercise. For you to be able to walk away from that party, to walk away from that date, and to know that I glorified God. There is a grace which I don't want you to lose out of. Now, when you take that decision, Lord, I, I thank you for the decision. That I've made. But Lord, I, I am trusting you for every second. I have the grace. I thank you for the grace. I can do it by your grace. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You must understand there is a grace that comes with the decision. Of course, you took the decision by faith. But then don't forget the grace which will carry you through. Why did I say so? It was not one evening. You may survive one evening. But this is about three years. Three whole years. They had to be seeing the food every day. It's not easy. Three whole years. This is where the grace of God is. That even if you failed, there is still restoration in the house of God. Do you understand that? That's exactly what it is. This is exactly what it is. That even if you fail, just because your heart is still, whose heart is still loyal unto him, God is able to change the story. Every time I think about this young man, Daniel, and his friends, now, because he stood, you now see that his lifestyle immediately influenced other people. His lifestyle influenced other people. 
The third thing I want to say quickly. While you are taking your decision, it might seem hard for you, but Daniel did not know that God had given him favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. You see, we live in a hostile world, and it's going to get more hostile in this world. Things are getting more difficult. The darkness is increasing. You've got to understand this. But so also should be the intensity of your light. How you will know light is powerful is when you put it in the dark place. All God needs you to do is just to try and stand. Just stand for Christ. Just stand amongst your friends. Just be a witness. What you don't understand is God himself is gone ahead of you. Daniel didn't know God had given him favor. Because when you look at the face of the chief eunuch, his face looks so firm. You know, he's a military guy. But God has something his heart towards you. So that, how, why is this relevant? Because when he's going to place his request, it seems like a request that cannot be granted. He said to the chief eunuch, he said, Sir, the name I don't mind, but the food, please. Who asked such a question? I mean, it wasn't that they told him that you have an option. Do you understand this now? The food he said, eat it. There is no other kitchen somewhere. But what happened here is, if God had given you favor, what you didn't see on the table can be manifested for you. You might be relating to somebody who you think that, well, their attitude to you is so bad. But God has touched their heart in a particular way that because you are standing for God, there will be a fear in their heart that will make them to think, hmm, Maybe I should really be careful. By the time the man gave the answer, he was not questioning his request. He was thinking about his own life. He said, if I grant you this, the king might ask for my head. He was still inclined to think about it. Why? Because Daniel acts in a very respectable manner. In a hostile world, friends, if you want to make a headway, you don't come out cocky. Do you understand this? He had a request. He could have said, no, in my religion, we don't eat that. I'm not going to eat that. Kill me if you want to kill me. No. He didn't start with that. This is a guy that carried grace. He knew what he was inside him, but yet he was very respectable about it. And he said, sir, let your servant have this one. Don't let us have this one. Many times, I think we believers, we're the ones that get ourselves into unnecessary trouble because we think we know. I know the God I serve. I've had God. These guys don't care about the God you met. So respectably, he put his need across. The other thing which he did was so amazing. He put forward a deal that can work out. He said, test us for 10 days. Now listen, he didn't say three years. You know the deal was for three years. But he put a test for how many days? 10 days. If you're going to suggest something in a hostile world, suggest what is practicable, achievable. The eunuch felt, okay, 10 days, I can live with that. Let's try 10 days. And then he said, at the end of 10 days, if it doesn't work out, we'll try yours. Can you see that deal? As you go into the world that is ahead of us, one of the things we should understand, particularly we young people, we don't just come out and feel we have a thing we have seen somewhere that others cannot see. Here is the deal. If you are so sure about what you are talking about, then you'll be firm enough to commit yourself to test it. This must be the outcome. That's exactly what Daniel said. Daniel said, test us for 10 days. Sometimes what we are proposing, we must be sure 
And this is the thing about God, because if God himself has quickened us on the inside, that's why I like them later on when we're going to read about them in chapter 3, when they said, you know what, about this fire, we are not going to bow. Our God will save us. And even if it does not, we will still not bow. That's the proof I'm talking about. That's the proof I'm talking about. Every one of us must understand that if you're going to be a person that will walk with this God, you must know that those who come to God know that he is. And he is a rewarder. Amen. Now, don't walk with God as if God does not exist. Walk with God and the God you serve is a real God. And this God will save us. He is able to deliver. Now, that will allow you to come humbly and to come firmly. Last one. The Bible said in verse 17, For these young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. Daniel had understanding of all visions and dreams. See, understanding is to know what needs to be done. But skill is to have the ability, the competence to actually do it. There are many people with understanding, but what they have is theory. They don't have the skill to do it. But God wants you not just talk the talk, you should be able to walk the talk. These teenagers in the story, what they demonstrated before the king was exactly what we are believing God for in the favorable season that we are in. The Bible said at the end of the days, when the king interviewed them, none was found like these four people. I want us to thank God for the opportunities. Because opportunities will appear. Amen. Amen. Opportunities will appear we will be brought before the king. And when that time comes, I'm praying that in the name of Jesus, the grace on the inside will come out. What do you mean by this? Because everybody carries something unique. Everybody. There is a divine DNA in you that actually if you trust that DNA, it should make you shine better than people around you don't have that DNA. Our essence is not to shine among lights. We train in the house of God. But we go outside here to shine. Amen. There is nothing to gain in our shining each other. But when we are trained in here, we carry that divine DNA to the marketplace. And when we shine there, you have an idea. In that team meeting, you don't just come out and well, sorry, I'm listening to what everybody's been saying. It's all rubbish. I think we can solve this project this way, that way. No. Daniel won't say that. Daniel will speak it out respectfully. Daniel will suggest something. He will say, you know what? I just have a little suggestion. Can we try it for a few days and then we'll see? So that's how Daniel will say it. Because Daniel knows once I step out by faith, God will finish the rest. The Bible says that they had the skills. If you recognize you have a divine DNA, God will give you the opportunity for it to shine. In the time being, nobody sits around with the divine DNA and waiting for an opportunity. The way it functions, his divine DNA begins to function in little things. That's how it goes. You just begin to put it into little things. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11, he said, I returned and I saw under the heaven that the race is not to the sweet, the battle is not to the strong, nor bread to the wise. He said, nor riches to the men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. Your time will come. Your opportunity will come. Because you will have the time to shine to the world in the name of Jesus. But it begins now. It begins by you just beginning to do something on the little bit. It begins by you trying your hands in the faithful things. When you are faithful in little, much more is committed into your hands. It begins by you sowing your seed. Remember, it's by sowing your seed in the morning, in the evening. 
Ecclesiastes 11.6 also tells us that. He says, in the morning sow your seed, in the evening do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which one will prosper. When you talk about opportunity, it's about the one you do here, you do there, you do here, you do there. When you begin to do it all around, you begin to do it here, do it there. Here a little, there a little, God begins to give you the bigger one. Many people want to do it, but they don't have the boldness to speak up. But after you spoke up, grace will carry you through. Grace will sustain you in the king's presence. And also, we want to thank God for favor in your life. Begin to thank God for these four things. Thank him for life. Thank him for grace. Thank him for favor. Thank him for skills and understanding. Go ahead if you believe you've got one. If you have breath in you. If you have favor of God. Thank him for it. Go ahead, appreciate him for his favor. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.